Welcome in to the CHGO White Sox postgame show. Coming to you live from Studio B of our CHGO offices uh, in the West of Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Uh, alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew. we got Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer on the far left. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. Uh, again, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. I feel like I've been repeating that line. Just right, emphasize it. Hammer it home. CHGO White Sox yeah. beat writer. CHGO White Sox beat writer. CHGO White Sox beat writer. Power of three. Yeah. Maybe if you do that three times. I mean, obviously, I was already here. But You'll appear. I'll appear, middle, yeah, yeah, if you do it yeah. when I, at a time when I'm not here. Man in the middle is Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Wall 23 He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. I'll remember that for uh, the next time you're, uh, you know, we have a rain delay and you're maybe at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah. I'll just get, if I'm lonely, because, you know, maybe Herb. He's talking to you know Steven or something. I'll mm-hmm. just go into the bathroom and say your name. Like the bathroom. Well, because the, there's the, a mirror. Oh, the bathroom. I that's, you had to do it in a no, mirror. No, that's a uh, Candyman. Yeah, I'm that's, talking about Beetlejuice. Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay. just say that whenever. I was thinking like, <laughs> Bloody Mary is the uh, is is what we. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. one I was thinking. All right. Anyway. Does she ever show up? No. Okay. Uh, I won't make that comment. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's get into the game. Uh, it got rain delayed, and we really had no update. For about an hour, and then the White Sox won. That's so did. there you go. The White Sox win three to two. Uh, the White Sox, for the first time since early August, since the White Sox played the Yankees, they love playing the American League East. They won a series, and they're thirty six games uh, under five hundred. Uh, how'd you guys? Uh, what'd you guys make of the six innings of baseball we saw? Clevenger pitched good. Yeah, yeah. He gave up two solo home runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Can you expect at that Mickey Mouse ballpark? Um, but one yeah. of them was crushed. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, the Duval one. <laughs> yeah, was Duval crushed. hit that under the yeah. highway. He did crush it. Um, but you know, good starting pitching performances all weekend by uh, the White Sox. Uh, I think they only gave up three earned runs with uh, Tukey giving up one, and today the two by Clevenger. But good win? Question mark? Because the wins don't really matter anymore. I mean, you're just avoiding a hundred losses. Fred's hundred losses are looking likely. But also, they avoided another day. Took another day off the calendar. Only six games to go. And what? Got to win five of those games? Or four of those games? Uh, well, yeah. Now they're 60 and 96. So they got to win... Uh, three. Three. <laughs> three of those games. So three of the six. They got to go three and three. 500. They, what are they, 2022 White Sox? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Padres are still hot, right? Uh, they, they lost last lost? night. Oh, okay. They were 0, they're zero and twelve in extra inning games. It's that's a record. <laughs> it's the, the other team was the sixty nine Expos who were that's their first season ever. So zero and twelve for the Padres. You know that it's an anomaly. And if they would have went six and six this year in extra inning games, they would have been the third wild card right now. Not el- not eliminated yet, and they're up eight nothing. Well, and here's the thing though: how much. More proof do you need? What better example do you need of the whole baseball maxim of it doesn't matter who you play than this race this this race for some of these final playoff spots that are going on right now? The Houston Astros mm-hmm. are in, have been horrible. They just got swept by the Royals. They've lost, what was it, uh, Sean, that I was telling you earlier? 7-12? They've lost 9 of 12. 9 of 12. And 7 of those 9 losses have come against the Royals and the A's. Wow. Mm. And that's a team that, if they make the playoffs, could very well win the World Series. The Cubs, by the way, who are uh, fighting for a playoff spot, they had a bad weekend last weekend against the the, Ro- the Rockies. Excuse me, they're lo- losing games to the Pirates earlier mm-hmm. this week, and they're right in the thick of it here. So, I mean, it doesn't matter. It does not matter who you play in baseball. And if you needed the, any further proof of that, uh, take a look at what's just going on right now, today, uh, around the league. Yeah, and it's hilarious that, I mean, Texas, who has, this, uh, what, the third best uh, record in the American League, Toronto has the fourth best uh, record, Seattle has the fifth best record, and Houston has the sixth best, re- best record are all fighting for playoff spots, uh, yet Minnesota is just sitting there comfortably. comfortably yeah. uh, with their, their ticket already punched. Um, so shout out to the elephant in the room, uh, the American League Central. Uh, we'll talk a lot about the pitching performances this weekend. We'll talk about some pitchers who hit the injured list, uh, and we'll talk about this lovely game of baseball where you just to get to go home uh maybe you're you're uh, watching uh the nfl right now and uh that brutal game uh, uh played on the gridiron uh but if you are hanging out with us hit the like button we know uh fred's hanging out with us and uh making sure that he's on that tumbleweed towards 100 losses uh, as herb says they need to go uh three and three in their next game to avoid uh 
100 losses on the year. Uh, they have the Diamondbacks and the Padres coming to town, right? Yep. Yeah, and we got some schedule change over the weekend, too. Right. Uh, the game that was supposed to be played tomorrow night against uh, between the White Sox and the Diamondbacks has been moved to Thursday, which was originally an off day. That game is going to be played at 1 o'clock, and you can get in the door for $1.00. Uh, down there at 35th and Shields if you don't have to go to school or work. Um, and then uh, and then we'll see what happens. Parking's free, right? Parking is free uh, if you wanted to drive. Uh, and then we'll see what happens. Tuesday night is supposed to now be the opening game of that series, and it is supposed to rain, rain, rain. So yeah. we will see what happens. There might be further schedule changes. Uh, hold on to your hats, folks. Yeah, and... These games are very vital to the Diamondbacks, as we just stated. They're in a playoff push, so they're going to get played. There's not going to be any banging of games where they're just not going to reschedule and play this game. So, yeah, man, that's not very fun to hear, Vinny, on Tuesday that that game might get rained out because I love the Wednesday and Thursday. The 110 starts, maybe, perfect. I would hate and you might get two and for, of them. And for you, I would hate yeah. it for you being at the ballpark all day on day long to watch a team that doesn't mm, – do anything and a team that's actually going to go somewhere. Well, and that's, I guess that's kind of what the interesting outlook is, is like, do they see that forecast as they obviously made some very preemptive changes with the Diamondbacks currently in New York playing the Yankees. They made some changes after that game got rained out to move things around with the White Sox. Do they go preemptive again and say, let's just schedule a doubleheader for Thursday or something along those lines. So we'll see what happens. But, you know, of, of course, too, that's just uh current Chief Meteorologist, my iPhone, <laughs> telling me what's going on right now. Uh, not a reliable sort. So uh, that could all change five times between now and, and Tuesday evening. But then again, if you're ac- you know, accurate, we're gonna, you're going to be our go-to meteorologist. So, I mean... I am? Or yeah. the phone? I, I guess the phone. Yeah. So, you know, the phone will be our, our, our... You know, we can fire whoever we have on staff for meteorology, and we could just hire your phone. I think it was Herb, so, oh, yeah. wow, what a tough way for yeah, you to Yeah, remember when I went Herb's. to Kansas City? <laughs> Sorry, Was Herb. reporting all that good stuff? Goodness gracious, now Herb's. we can bring in Pete Sack or, I don't know. Pete uh, Sack. Yeah. If any phone. Mary Kleist, Kate Kleist Almighty. One of those people. To, what are you talking You don't about? know Mary Kate Kleist? Town 2's meteorologist? No. Oh, yeah, you're, still, you're a child. Herb's still, Herb's still watching. You don't watch the news? Herb's still no, watching no. network t- network news. Pete Sack, come on, man! I, you mean, have I, I know who the, Pete Sack is. The best, the best bench of all time, Dick Johnson and Pete Sack. Rest in peace, Dick Johnson. But uh, he's what? dead. Yeah, he died like in the pandemic. The uh, NBC guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, a couple of years ago. Sad, but yeah, uh, we still watch news, which because I'm a 44 year old and my my fiance is older than I am, even though she's only 35. She's like, let me watch the news tonight. I'm like, ugh, again, just a bunch of bad stuff, and then we get to sports, so much more bad stuff. Goodness gracious! In the winter, it's just going to be all bad stuff. Rather just hit my head with a hammer. Hey, at least the White Sox <laughs> <laughs> a ringing endorsement for uh, for, winter. for two, five, seven, nine, and thirty-two. I mean, channel. I mean, we watch Channel Five. We're Channel Five loyalists. As a child, I was a Channel Seven loyalist. But uh, the fiance likes that Channel Five love. I don't. I don't get it. Allison Rosati, Stephen Holt. I guess she's a fan of it. Do you want to rank the the news channels? I mean, when I was a child, there was nothing better than Channel Seven. We had uh, Ron Majors, Jim Rose retired. Speaking yeah, of Channel Seven, yeah. long Shout time. Out. Yeah, Marchie and Greco. It was on both five and seven. But I'm, yeah, I'm gonna do some set rearranging while you continue to talk about okay. this because yeah. I feel like I've got a. Are you pulling I'm, out? It's your... like a parrot. This wine bottle sitting on my shoulder. Are you Are you pulling? It's out... Iago. Oh, there it oh, is. Okay, I thought you were pulling out the hammer. Herb. Well, now it's gonna be on my other shoulder. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're going to take an ad break while Vinny rearranges the set. Uh, Then we'll go back to Boston and talk about this three-game series that the White Sox won uh, with this busy fall season ahead that Herb is not looking uh, forward to. I love Uh, fall. I hate winter. Already in swing. Uh, You might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factors, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay uh, on track with your healthy lifestyle. Uh, it is fantastic just to have these delivered to your door. You pop them into your fridge, and when you are hungry, you pop uh, holes into the, the, the top of the... Little slits. Yeah. The, the slits into the, the container, um, and you pop it in the microwave for two minutes, and honestly, it is fresh, clean food. You would be shocked that it came out of, uh, you know, the... It's, it's fun packaging, and I shouldn't bash, but like... 
I mean, it's, it's, it's like I've never enjoyed broccoli so much. Yeah, if you're thinking packaged foods and you're thinking when you're a child and all those other groups that you had when you were a child, it's not that. It's chef-prepared meals that are delicious. And I, I would have never tried zucchini spirals in my life ever before <laughs> until I tried it on Factor. And I was like, all right, I got it. And now delicious. You, could, you could choose from 34 weekly, uh, 34 plus weekly uh, flavor pack, fresh, never frozen meals, ready to eat in two minutes. Uh, and you can level up with the gourmet plus options as well. Uh, prepared to perfections by chefs and ready to eat in record time. So if you hate prepping, if you don't like chopping onions or don't know how and feel like you're just going to lose a finger every time you do it, uh, this stuff is prepared for you already ready uh this stuff uh these meals are prepared for you already uh and again they are clean ways and this september you can get factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle it's simply chosen uh you simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor packed meals delivered to your door and they're ready in two minutes no prep no mess and you can head to factormeals.com slash chgo sox50 and use code chgo sox50 to get 50 percent off that's code chgo x SXO uh, CHGO socks 50 at factormeals.com slash CHGO socks 50. That's CHGO SOX 50. Uh, again, uh, factormeals.com slash CHGO socks 50 to get 50% off. Uh, and again, they are fantastic. And if, if you don't like chopping, if you don't like prepping, if you don't like the hassle, you just want to get your meals over with, Factor Meals is for you. Um, let's jump into Splash Sports. Uh, CHGO has weekly pick X and NFL survivor context for everyone to participate for real money. This is the one that you just lost in? No, I lost oh, okay. in the um, the company league. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But head to splashsports.com slash CHGO. Link is in the description and sign up. Deposit cash to get started, and it's just $10 to enter either the pick X contact or uh, pick X contact at pick X contest or the CHGO Survivor Contest. Uh, the more who enter, the larger the prize. And we'll also be running weekly contests all year long. So make sure you head over to splashsports.com slash CHGO or check out the link in the description. And if you want to run your own contest, if you're tired of being the commission on leagues, chasing people down with none of the reward, you just want to join a league, or you can sign up to be a commissioner if you like that power and run through uh, their link at splashsports.com slash CHGO uh, and earn money for the contest you're already running with friends and family. Head to splashboards.com CHGO to join in. We'll have different contests coming out, so we are stoked to compete with and against you all. Be sure to cover, uh, click our link in the description. Again, uh, CHGO, uh, no, splashboards.com CHGO to join in. Dan, I will be surprised if either of those people are uh, advertisers again. No, they will be. No. <laughs> X in contest is hard to say back to back. Dan put a hundred on the Bears. I mean, Dan, I man, just next time, just throw it to me. If you're going to be donating, just give it to me, Brent. I and 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 Dan, I God bless you. His comment above later, guy is going to get hammered. Uh, it hasn't, like you said, uh, with watching the news. Uh, whenever it comes to sports, it just hasn't been fun. So uh, God bless people. Be safe. Uh, not not a fun time, but at least the White Sox won a series. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like I would say, if they would have lost this series, I would have hammered them just like I hammered them losing the Washington National Series in the way that they did, the 13-3, to I think, to end the series. But showed some fight, showed some actual great pitching this weekend. And so it's not going to carry over necessarily for next year, but it's good to see them still out there chucking the ball well and uh, competing with the team that's also not going anywhere. So... And it's a unique opportunity to play at Boston, too. I like the nooks and crannies of what they were doing. Vinny had a really good uh, idea that uh, how we should build stadiums. They should know. all they should all be silly. They, yeah. all, every every layout <laughs> should just be ridiculous. Have like a little kid draw, draw it or something. They should just all be ridiculous. At, besides Boston, all the rest of them look exactly the same. Okay, well, that's yeah. going to be a good off-season project. Yeah. We can go through all of the um, stadiums, and you could determine if they're silly enough. No, there are There's one, maybe two. Fenway silly enough. Fenway obviously, and then maybe Houston. I think Yankees Yankee Stadium's pretty silly. No, it's, it's just so it's small. the same shape. It's just moving. No, and, it and needs to be Wrigley, all like crazy and jagged. That's Wr what would be fun. Wrigley silly. They have the baskets. They have the ivy. But the dimensions are not silly. Well, I like the old hill know, they used right? to have in Houston. Why'd they take that the away? The silliest thing. Uh, a terrible idea. Just horrendous. the most dangerous thing you yeah. could do. Right field in, in <laughs> Wrigley Field's weird. 
Like well, they got but that weird. You're really lowering theme. the bar for weird. Is back, my point. Back in the day, didn't the Yankee Stadium have the monuments in play? No. Bring some of that. Like put some <laughs> of the, put no put, in Houston. The flagpoles used to be put in play. Minnie Minoso statue in center field. <laughs> you just gotta run through it or run or, around it or, or catch it. Climb up and make a nice play. Yeah. The, the Frank, Get on Minnie's shoulders. <laughs> the Frank Thomas one's always at first base so you yeah. can hit like a ball off go. of it. If it hits off Frank and goes into foul territory, it's still fair. Um, There's, there was some old... We used to be able to play in like classic parks on, on MVP baseball yes. back in the day and there are ones where they like just go forever. Polo grounds. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah. 600 feet to center field or something insane like that. If you pull it down the line, it's a 210. Um, and yeah. then if you hit it dead center, yeah. it's 550. You're playing in a hallway. Yeah, insane. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we'll, we'll go through all of the uh, 28 other parks. Off-season and, show idea. And try How to, to make, make them baseball more, more wacky. <laughs> I, I, is the pool in Arizona wacky enough? If it were in play, it'd be wacky. Okay. Water hazard. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happens a diving if you hit catch in, diving catch into, into the, the water? Pool. Oh, yeah. Tremendous idea. Do you get an extra out if you do that? You win. You win. <laughs> game's game over. Game over. <laughs> First inning, and the game is over. No one scored. No one won, except for the team that just caught that ball. Good job, Carol. And Kobe all Carol. of us watching. Yes. Well, and it, 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 I mean, that's kind of like what this game was like with the White Sox. Maybe not exactly, but, like, it was weird to see Adam Duvall hit a home run and then the game be over. Like, I don't know. Like, it, it wasn't the ninth inning. It was the sixth inning. It was just very odd to just have an hour uh, rain delay, uh, and then the Sox end up winning. And uh, this, Zach Remillard was coming out too. They knew yeah, they knew they were getting it out. This is my well, more Rami Maklus, uh, who works I think in Sacramento now. I first met him in Milwaukee. Put a roof on all baseball stadiums. You know, you could have them all retractable, but it's the only sport that you know. Sometimes you go to the ballpark, you might not play a game that was scheduled. Every other one, basketball, football, hockey, you're going to have a game play because they have all have roofs. Or like the NFL, they don't give a goddamn unless there's some lightning in the area. Um, but you got to have roofs on these things so you can play all the games and have no consequence, no worry about, hey, we might not play today, or we might spend an hour waiting just arbitrarily for this game to get banged because we set rules up a long time ago that says we have to wait an hour after a rain delay starts I do, to bang the game. I do wonder, like, had this not been invented 150 years ago, like, would they just play in the rain? I don't know. I don't know what's so... I mean, like, I, the grass like, is slippery. It becomes an entirely different game, oh, but yeah. would you just keep playing, right? I guess... It's probably like a grandfathered-in thing that they have all this rain delay, but, like, they could play in the game. It, they put, could play in the rain. It would be terrible. Oh, yeah. Right. But, but, yeah, but... Pitchers would be playing because yeah. of no grip yeah. and balls oh, would be, be, like, hitting guys hitting all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Although Clevenger was doing that today anyway. Didn't they set a record? So, yes, so two, with two hit uh, batsmen today by Mike Clevenger, the White Sox have now hit 90 batters on the season. That is a fran- new franchise record. The really? first one tied the franchise record, previously set in 2018, at 89. Uh, then the second guy that he hit set, uh, established a new one. So 90, and that is still not the most in baseball this year. Uh, the, God bless him, the Oakland A's came into uh, today's game uh, with 94 hit batters. Hey, the it's time. Time to it catch up. Time. Hey, and I believe in you, White Sox. If they're playing through all this rain, we'll see if, you know, if those, we can test those rain delay limits and, and see why they were uh, canceling all those games. Uh, Clevenger, uh, we'll get to him in just a second. Uh, let's go to Fred, though, who said, why can't Luis Roberts slide without hurting himself? We'll go back to uh, Saturday. Um, Dylan Cease had a nice start, but the Sox basically win because Cease was able to keep the Red Sox scoreless for six innings, struck out 11. Um, and then Luis Robert uh, poked one into right field in the, the silly, wacky Fenway Park. It's wacky. Gifted a homer. You got to love it. Um, and then today, uh, Luis walks, and he's one of now 26 players in baseball to ever have uh, 35 homers in a season. 35 doubles in a season, 20 stolen bases, and 30 walks. So, I don't know. 30 that, walks is not that many. I know. No. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, Barry Bonds, who leads this list, had a, or Jeff Bagwell, who leads this list, had 140. I want to know the player or players who missed it because of the 30 walks. The didn't have 30 walks. That's ridiculous. Like, everybody should have 30 walks if you have that much production otherwise. I'm honestly kind of second-guessing of, yeah, yeah, 30 walks. I don't know. Yeah, Let's no, see if it, anyone it, has 29 walks. It was today. He had walk and um, stole second base. And then he stole second base, but he slides in awkwardly. Uh, I was listening on the radio broadcast, and Lennon DJ 
thought that it was initially his right leg because that was the lead leg that he slid into the base with, right? Um, but it was the trailing leg that ended up being examined, and the White Sox said that uh, he was taken out of the game for uh, right leg or left leg soreness, it, knee specifically, yeah. knee, knee specifically. It just seemed weird. Um, I don't know if it was the wet. Dirt it looks like that it slowed him down. Well, so it looked like it could have been. Obviously, it was just a weird sl- looking slide in general. Um, something that, as Fred mentions, uh, you know, Luis has a history of doing. Um, but now they've got him double double oven mitt, so he had to find a new way to do it in a dangerous way, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it looked like his right foot, which was on top of the bag, kind of skidded across the bag with it being kind of wet and damp up there at Fenway Park. Um, but it was what was under his body that ended up being checked out by the training staff in the dugout, uh, and it forced him out of the game right there after the first inning. So um, the White Sox say it is left knee soreness um, that he'll be further looked at uh, when they get back to Chicago. Yeah, for his sake, I just hope that he's fine if he's any type of injured, like a little slight injured. I know he wants to get to 40, which is two home runs away. Put him on the IL like you've put a couple other players so far on the IL. Say it's a great season. We don't need you to be hurt going into the offseason with uh, exasperating this injury. So enjoy your time off. Enjoy the bench. And, uh, yeah, it's sad for fans who want to say goodbye to him after a great season. But also his health is paramount for the White Sox moving forward because he's their only player. Well, and you say you know he wants to get to 40. What we actually know is that he wants to get to 150 games played. I believe today was 145 for him, so he would have had to play five of the last six to hit that number. We'll see if he's going to be able to do that or not. Yeah, and uh, he's going to be short of 600 plate appearances too. Um, He was at 495, I believe. Um, So 595. Um, So just you know, kind of. Sucks to see because uh, he's just been so healthy and it doesn't seem like it was too major. It just seemed awkward, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, hopefully it's not something like Michael Kopech that we'll talk about later that uh, you know will be a six- to eight-week recovery. Um, hopefully Luis is just going to have to sit out these games for precautionary reasons and uh, we can just enjoy 2023 as the year Luis Robert won Gold Glove and Silver Slugger in the same year. That'll be fine with me. I mean, it's I know. Yeah, the the buck fifty. You, know, you set that record, uh, that goal, and you want to hit it. And to play one hundred and fifty games is what most major league baseball players should shoot to. But before this year, he hadn't hit a hundred, right? So right. he's getting uh, so close to a benchmark that he had set for himself before the season started, and that's uh, probably very important to him. And uh, I don't know if he'll come back out for these six games. I hope he does. 98 last year, and I think what he proved that he, it, you know, at least to himself and to our, you know, most fans, is that he can play 150. I mean, I, I think this could be an injury, too, that it was just awkward. Let's take him out because it is rainy and wet. Let's not risk anything. And, you know, an off day on Monday – this could be absolutely fine on Tuesday, but again, with them being 36 games under 500, why risk it? Yeah. I mean, that, yeah. that could be just the, the case. So, I mean, it could just be truly the team holding him back from reaching 150 and not actually his health because this could just be something minor. Yeah, and, and after the slide, he stayed in the game, and he played the outfield. He uh, gingerly caught a ball at the – forgot what inning that was, second? First. First inning. Yeah. And he caught a ball, and he went back out there, and then they replaced him after – going back out for the second. So, theoretically, if they're in the hunt, something like that, I think he would have probably still been in the game just battling through. But like you said, it's no reason to put him out there in inclement conditions, and he's already got an owie. So, who cares about him getting in more action today? So, hopefully he just has that good day off tomorrow and comes back out on Tuesday and faces the Diamondbacks and is back out in the center field. Yeah, absolutely. Um we do have more updates on Michael Kopech and Jesse Schultons to get to in just a second, but let's talk about uh, Michael Kopech, or uh, not Michael Kopech, um, Mike Clevenger and Dylan Cease today. Um, again, Clevenger, no walks, and that was five consecutive walks, uh, or five consecutive starts without a walk. And Chris Kampka tweeted out, this stat, most consecutive starts without a walk in White Sox history. Lamar Hoyt with six in 1983, uh, and Doc White in 1907 with six. Uh, Clevenger ties Ted Lyons, Ed Walsh uh, with five starts. Uh, we'll see if – I don't think he's going to get another – Oh, he'll yeah, he get one more start. Saturday, um, right? Saturday, yeah, he should start the second to last game. Yep. 
So um, he will have a chance to tie old Lamar Hoyt and Doc White. Uh, and he comes the uh, first complete game today uh, with no walks or strikeouts since Jerry Roos. Uh, again, this is from Kish Kampka of uh, June 27, 1988. Uh, he only pitched six innings. Roos pitched eight. Um, but, you know, hey, Clevenger, this has been something that we've been talking about. He's been a fine offseason signing. This They only made two. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of a low bar, but you're really looking towards 2024. He has a mutual option. He's ending the season on a high note. And you think really with waivers or when he was put on waivers, the reason he wasn't claimed was because of that $5.5 million buyout. It would have been likely that, you know, a team would have pitch, picked him up for his actual pitching performance. Um, yeah. So this offseason, it could be a, a market for Mike Clevenger. And even though fans or, you know, some of the fans in our, in our chat want him back, um, it does seem like he might have a, a market for his actual pitching performance this year. I mean, of course. I mean, listen, you can trace back plenty of times throughout uh, recent baseball history, guys who have, you know, this air of off-the-field stuff about them, they get picked right back up because they can uh, either throw the ball or hit the ball, and, and Mike Clevenger can do the former. Uh, he has shown that over the second half of this season. The numbers have been very good. He has been the team's second-best player in war this year. He has been their best starting pitcher, I think, without a doubt. Um, yep. Again, that's shows you that tells you a lot more about the White Sox than it does maybe <laughs> about Mike Clevenger. But he has uh, done enough to you would easily expect him to get more than the $12 million that that mutual option is worth next year. And perhaps of even more importance, whether this is of more importance to him and his agent or not, I don't know, some multiple years on there too because he's a guy who is not um, at the end of his career by any stretch, it would seem. So uh, I, I think that makes total sense that he probably won't be back next year just because testing that water makes it a lot easier. If you look at the buyout, being worth $4 million, all he needs to do is get more than $8 million and he's exceeded than uh, what he would have made with the White Sox. So it seems a pretty easy decision for Clevenger given the way that he has pitched uh, when it comes to the White Sox. You know, if you're just talking about the results, they would love to have those results back for next year because we've talked about over and over again the dearth of starting pitching that they have going in to next season. Um, but more than likely, it's just going to be that $4 million buyout, and uh, they're going to have to go looking for somebody to fill that spot in the rotation. It would be, like, not very smart if he and his agent just say, yeah, we're just going to come back for $12 Because you could still sign with the White Sox after he takes his $4 million buyout. They're still available to be to sign him. So take your money, and if the White Sox want you, they had to pay you what the market dictates they need to pay you. And, yes, it looks like in this second half – like a, not a necessarily a one, but a two in a good team's rotation. And so if you as a White Sox fan want that back, I think the White Sox will have to pay a pretty penny. Probably not as much as you're going to have to pay for the top of the market, but you're going to pay a lot because he's still relatively young in his career. What is it, 31, 32? So this is probably his last big shot at a nice contract. So there'll be a lot of teams bidding for his services because, as Vinny said, the off-the-field stuff and whatever you have make about that is what you make of it. Teams, for the most part, care about what you do on the field. And if he's throwing strikes, getting people out at the clip that he's getting out, people out in this second half for a woeful White Sox team, teams and GMs are going to be looking for him to do that on their team. Here's, a, here's an interesting question. Maybe we get to this in the offseason at some point in a little bit more detail, but just, just out of pure interest, not because either guy might end up with the White Sox, who gets the bigger contract, Mike Clevenger or Lucas Giolito? Um, if, if, um, if I'm just doing straight pitcher, yeah, it's Clevenger. By he's, a, he's, AAV? Just big, no, just bigger. Like I mean, he's not well, old. Lucas is no, younger. Like longer. Lucas is younger, but Clevenger's got the got a track record. I think yeah. Clevenger gets a higher AAV, but I think it's for two years. I think he gets an extra year of security. But I and think you think Lucas is going to get three or four yeah. years? I think Lucas probably gets like something similar or less than Tyone. So I think he gets more money some wise because he gets more security. Okay. Julito's gotten a little bit better as of late, though. 
Seven innings, two earned runs. Seven innings, no runs, 12 Who's Ks. watching the Guardians? I guess I'm, what I'm just saying is that I think, again, and, and I'm strictly talking from a results and numbers and, and pitching standpoint, Clevenger has shown that he can be Mike Clevenger again yeah. for the first time since he got traded from Cleveland. Correct. And, I, I mean, if you... Going into next, let's say this season was another mediocre one for him. That's the big question you would have if you're another team. Man, I remember when Mike Clevenger was was doing some pretty great stuff with with Cleveland. Can he do that again? Hmm, I don't know. You're kind of seeing that he's able to do it a little bit again. That question might be answered for a lot of teams. I think the biggest thing that helps him is throwing nine against the Nationals, and then technically a complete game, so throwing two complete games uh, in his past two starts. Just because what isn't super high. Is his innings pitched? He's, well, he's still under. Lot, he's still under 140. Spent a lot of time on the injured list. I mean, right. Well, when he went the on the injured list. We were we were like, oh, he'll be on the injured list for a bit, and we were looking up a month and a half later and being like, when's this guy coming off the injured? But list? But that's <laughs> the thing with his career. I mean, he's only pitched 200 innings once. Right. So, like, again, I, I don't think that there's a ton of security in his. While you know, he has pitched well this year, there's still the off field stuff from uh, before this year uh, that I think. You know, obviously, Lucas doesn't have. Lucas is younger. Lucas has thrown consistently 170 innings each and every single year. That's why I think he'll get four to five years comfortably. Clevenger, again, might get more like, hey, we'll give you 18 million. And if you pitch well, we'll give you a team option for 24 or whatever, because he does have that two to one level. But if he's not healthy, you can't trust him like you might be able to trust Lucas at playoff time. I think also you probably get more. Clevenger gets more of a market. Like, there's teams out there. There's multiple teams going to be looking for his services, like four or five, maybe more. Like, who's going to be looking for Lucas? A lot of teams, but really, truly going for a pitcher who used to be really good, but now is kind of can eat innings, is fine, but this is a January signing, maybe a February signing when you've struck an out on the top of the people and you just need to fill out your rotation type of thing. I think Clevenger, he's not going to sign in November like he did with the White Sox this past offseason, but he'll have people at that winter meetings and be like, hey, I'm getting top of the rotation performance without paying top of the rotation prices. And if it's only $18 million, people, teams are going to be jumping at that. And like you said, two years, $18 million, and with the option for a third, yeah, I think people are going to be well into Clevenger's market to get him on their team. I don't think people are be chomping at the bit to get Lucas because he he hasn't shown really top of the rotation stuff even this year, which we all agree was a pretty good year for Lucas as a White Sox. Yeah, I mean he showed like you know I think when at, at the trade deadline we saw him as a three or a four in someone's rotation. By the he way, was it is someone, thirty-eight to nothing. They just scored another touchdown. Are you good? Huh? No. None of them. What from the fifth? Oh, they got, oh, got taken back. Penalty, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, right. but they just. Right. Go, oh my God, it is bad out there. And right. none of them to Travis Kelsey. No, surprise, thank surprise. God. And that's not that. That's not that woman's boyfriend. It. That's not her. They're not dating. Um. All right, let's uh take a break <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about some of our sponsors and then we'll get into uh, Michael Kopech and Jesse Schultens who hit the injured list. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about Dylan Cease and we'll talk about old friend, old pal Chris Sale who had a nice outing uh, on Friday. Want to let you know though about our friends over at Foco. Uh, we do have our Foco bobbleheads. I don't know if this one's behind uh, Herb here. Uh, we got this lovely Tim Anderson one. We got that lovely Southpaw one. You can check him out at foco.com. Or click the link in the description below. Wave that orange White Sox flag. Wave that orange White Sox flag. Uh, get fitted in the best sports gear around. They have bobbleheads, shoes, signs, hoodies, everything in between. You can get set uh, the set decorations that were donated to us. You can check those out at foco.com. Uh, but it's also a, a baseball season for uh, very little days, uh, very little time remaining. One more week, folks. Aloha shirts, straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game if you're going for a dollar. The parking's free, so go spend it at FOCO, uh, F-O-C-O.com, or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Again, use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. can also let you know about our friends over at Ray CDJR. That's Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. If you are in the market for a new vehicle uh, or a newer used vehicle, uh, if you are, then we have some great news for you. Ray, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram in Fox Lake have just joined the team. At Ray City, CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories and find unforgettable savings. And right now, during Jeep Adventure, Day, Adventure Days at Ray CDJR in Fox Lake, you'll be able to take off up to 15% off MSRP on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. But that's not all. Now through September 30th, 
30th, explore their newly renovated showroom and take advantage of their breathtaking deals as they celebrate their grand reopening. They have fantastic customer support, so check them out. If you are in the market for a new vehicle, then you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they are the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or RayCDJR.com today, serving the community since 1963. And finally, uh, Herb is peeking out there at, what, 31 nothing. They finally, okay, yeah. half ended. Uh, he's looking out there at our TV, which we're streaming Fubo TV. Yeah. Uh, 140 live channels of sports, shows, movies, and news. You could stream live TV from any device, like a television, like a computer, like a phone. It's crazy. Device. Device. <laughs> the modern age. Uh, you can watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price and start watching immediately with a free trial. You'll also be able to watch the MLB playoffs. The White Sox won't be in it. Hate to break it to you, but uh, you can watch the playoffs with Fubo TV when that starts soon. Start watching immediately with a free trial at FuboTV.com slash CHGO. There's no contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. And our favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud DVR included at no extra charge. You can watch local teams while traveling so you can catch the Bears, any of your Big Ten teams. Uh, you can If you have a soccer team, club you follow uh you can watch uefa FC, euro qualifiers. if you will oh look at that yeah. um you could all watch it with fubo tv watch all your favorite college football and nfl with fubo go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo fubotv.com slash chgo to sign up for 15 percent off your first month of fubo pro okay so michael kopech hits the io on saturday friday this weekend. This weekend. Yeah. Jesse Schultons hits it this weekend as well. Uh, let's go to Kopech first. More of the uh, the cyst in the knee. Yeah. Six to eight weeks recovery after surgery out in Oak Brook. Uh, or is that the one that, from last year? Am I conf- No, you got it right. It's Oak Brook. Okay. Uh, so shout out Nikhil Verma, uh, who did the, the surgery. Um, Michael Kopech going to be out for six to eight weeks. We saw the move to the bullpen. We were questioning that. We saw the opening uh start that he had and it just didn't go well um we weren't really concerned about any physical stuff with Kopech that we but had heard yeah yeah here 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 we are with him getting surgery in another off season where he's going to have to be rehabbing right I mean this is 2022 2019 uh nothing in 2020 or 2021 or I mean he didn't play, he didn't play in 2020 at all okay, so. Right. so 2021 though well but coming into that he was it's not normal because it was coming off of two missed seasons. So, right. um, yeah, this is we have heard so much from Pedro Grafol about how important it is for these guys to finish the se- season healthy, not for any sort of, you know, grab yourself an imaginary win kind of reason, but because you want to have a full offseason healthy where you don't have to worry about rehabbing and you just worry about getting better at playing baseball. Michael Kopech is not going to have that. That doesn't mean that he can't accomplish both items, but we have already been talking about how much improvement Michael is going to have to make between the end of this season and the start of next season, because it's just quite frankly been a horrible year for him pitching wise. Um, Now he has to throw in coming back from a knee surgery and it's not a, you know, anything like he had last year where it was a, a, a meniscus situation as you were talking about, Sean, it's not any sort of, you know, Oh God, he broke something or anything like that. But it was an invasive enough procedure that there's a six to eight week timeline on it for the recovery. Um, whether that affects much of his offseason or not, who knows? We'll see. But it's just another thing on top of all the other stuff that Michael has had to deal with. And uh, it is also, interestingly, if not significantly, uh, the cyst thing again. This was something he was dealing with last year. Um, it popped at one point, which our loyal viewers and listeners will remember is super gross and I don't like talking about, but it popped at one point and there was, uh, I believe they had to put him on the IL while he figured all that out, uh, while they drained that or whatever was going on. Uh, and now here it is again, another cyst in the in the same area. So we'll hear from Chris Getz at some point and perhaps he can shed some light on whether this is something that is being dealt with on a continual basis for Michael or not. But... Um, Listen, I think everybody thought that maybe just because of the performance, a shutdown of some kind was coming. This is obviously a very specific 
physical issue that had needed that required surgery. And here's another question: How long has he been dealing with it? Do you ever worry about HIPAA as a journalist? What? No, I'm not a doctor. No, I know, but like, I mean, like, <laughs> how much can they actually tell us? I can report what they tell us. I know, yeah. I know but I'm just like, I mean, I, I, I kind of just want to know. Like, I just want to know more about how to avoid getting a knee assist in my knee. I don't know. Don't throw pitches know. in the major league. Ask, ask Doctor Google or consult your physician. Okay. Yeah, I, I just feel sorry for Michael because if anybody needs like a vacation and a breakup from baseball, it's him. And I know after Sunday's game, next Sunday's game, they'll theoretically get breaks, but he'll be having to rehab this thing for another month and a half. So he needs to get away from baseball, stop thinking about what, how to execute pitches, how to get the ball over the plate, can I command this pitch, etc. He'll be two months into the offseason where he's got to be rehabbing his knee. And then probably right when he's healthy again, he's going to start have to do a throwing program. Remember this past offseason, he couldn't really get the ground I mean, run, uh, get the ground running, uh, hit the ground running because he had COVID, and so his throwing program wasn't on as it usually would be in this offseason. He needs to get away from baseball. And just think about nothing but go to an island, chill out, do your thing. When it's December or January, when they tell you it's throwing time again. Cool. Get your get your stuff together and be ready for regular season to come or the spring training to come. But yeah, this is not a good thing for the Michael Kopech uh, story for the White Sox, and they're depending on him to be a starter next year. More uncertainty with Michael Kopech than actual certainty because we don't know who's going to show up next year. But I just need the player to be have clear mind and not think about his whole baseball career. I think all the way was his whole life is coming down on this year. You could tell he's just not the player that he is supposed to be right now. And that could be because of injuries. That could be because of expectations. That could be because of not establishing his pitches the well, way he needs to do it, etc. But the player needs to get away and clear his mind and be better for for the person needs to be better so the player can be better. Can we get a quick Herb Lawrence top three island ranking? I was about to say. Any um, island recommendations? Blue, Stony, Rikers. <laughs> I'm kidding. Rikers? Uh, <laughs> no goose? Oh, I forgot. I was, I was, was going to make the blue and Stony joke, so I you was beat me to it. Doing yeah, the, the, I had goose saved for number one. That's a Jonathan Hood thing, blue and Stony, when you go into the vacation. The um, can you but, get a honk, Steven? You spacing out? Just I mean, you're in Studio stuff? B. It's harder. Number one, number one, number one island, Goose Island. I wasn't ready for Goose. island rankings today. I just wasn't prepared for that. You're and, and, spacing out a fan. And also, I've never really been to an island. I've only left this country and gone to Canada. That's not really. An Have island. you been to New York City? I've been to some parts of New York City. Yeah, well, most all, all of island? them are are islands. Are they Manhattan, Manhattan, Long, and Staten? Long is a damn. Yeah, yeah. I've never. Yeah, I've been. I've been to Staten Island. <laughs> I would say Staten is the third. <laughs> Again, no you, matter which island. You suggested Rikers. That's or that's it's in probably better, also an island. Better than Staten. Um, so wow. quite a dig. Mercy. Um, I mean, who's from there except for the Wu Tang Clan? What Rikers Island? No, Staten Island is a prison. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about Staten Island. It's so bad. It's worse than the prison. Wow. Wu Tang Clan, and that's it. Pete Davidson. We're done. All right. Mercy. All right. Uh, Jesse Schulten says left calf strain. Uh, Dylan Cronin, uh, Declan Cronin has been recalled from AAA Charlotte, and it was recently Declan Cronin's birthday. Yesterday, he got called up on his birthday. Happy birthday. That? But yes, according to Daryl Van Scowen of the Chicago Sun-Times, Jesse Schulten's suffered that calf strain during pregame sprinting. Would uh, we? I believe that was on Friday. Never That's run. Very dangerous. <sighs> hey, so Mike Clevenger pitches today, right? Correct. Nick Nestrini pitched today. It is the end of the Charlotte season. Five perfect innings from Nestrini today in Charlotte. Do they give him a tryout at the end of the year? No. I mean, they. I don't see why they would. Why would you have call a guy up and have one to make one start? That being said, know. that being said, who's going to start? Well, it'll be just be a bullpen, bullpen day, I would imagine. Davey Garcia. It'll be Tanner Banks. But um, but I'll say this. Sure looks more and more like we need to start talking about Nick Nestrini as a potential uh, starting rotation member for next year, don't you think? He looks filthy. Um, it, it really does truly look like he's got four pitches. Um, that fastball is legit. Um, he's got a changeup to throw off left-handers. He's got a, a nice slider, a nice curveball. Um, I mean, the fact that they got him for Lance Lynn, sign me up. Um, I, I know people are bemoaning the fact that they traded away Jake Berger for Jake Eater. 
but I mean, hey, they need starting pitching a lot more than they need third baseman. They need starting pitching a lot more than they need bats. It's a lot easier to find uh, bats out in the market than it is pitching, Um, and especially at, you know, for a higher price, Uh, and it seems like Brian Bannister, the senior advisor to pitching. There you go, get it right. Mm -hmm. odd title. Um, I mean, we look at what they've done in San Francisco. They're not shelling out $100 million for pitchers. You see them take a shot at Carlos Rodon uh, because they think he has Cy Young potential for a year, and he did, but they're taking shots on Dee Scalfani's, Kevin Gosman before he turns into a Cy Young candidate, Um, uh, you know, Sean Manaya, Like, they're trying to take these projects, these outcasts, and turn them into starters or usable arms. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I could see Jesse Schultons being in the the, the rotation uh, next year, but like, uh, you know, uh, basically what I was saying, like Nick Nestrini and Jake Eater, I think are going to be a lot more helpful uh, to the White Sox along, down, uh, along the lines than, you know, Jake Berger was, and obviously Lance Lynn, who was going to be gone. That was the only thing I was arguing. It's like, I, everybody loves Jake Berger as a White Sox fan, but... He wouldn't have a place left next year except for just having to shoehorn him into a place that maybe he wasn't ready for. Second base, he played a little bit here. But as we said, Jake Eater has the potential to be longer-term good for the White Sox as a lefty starter. And I just checked, Declan Cronin went to the College of Holy Cross up in Massachusetts. So on his, today is his 26th birthday back yes, in sir. Boston. No, it's, it's, I just looked at 24th. He's shipped up to Boston with a name like Declan Cronin. Is he from Boston? No, he's from New Jersey. Oh. But he went to college in Holy Cross, which is out there. It's possible he's been to an island. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think... <laughs> the I Emerald think, Isle. Yeah. I think Nistrini... I think Nistrini... I mean, seriously, I think this is a guy... I don't know if it's going to be quite um, Oscar Colas level from the offseason where it was, yeah. this guy's the starting right fielder, don't even worry about it kind of thing. But that is a real... That seems to me to be a real name that they would be considering for an opening day rotation spot if it were to work out that way. Because getting two starting pitchers is a lot easier than getting three starting pitchers. Right, and we saw it too. I mean, around the same time, Pedro and I think Chris Getz was saying, you know, we want people who want to compete for 2024. Um, there are open roster spots. Whoever wants it, um, you know, c- can be on our team, basically. If, if you have the will, desire, and you could show us that you have major league potential um i don't think the white Sox would be afraid to add nick nestrini to the roster and what did he say he wants to infiltrate the rotation yes he's He's gonna do it secretly on the slide (laughs) you're just gonna look up one day and nick nestrini's gonna made like eight starts (laughs) he's gonna be like tanner banks somehow tanner what you know years ago tanner banks joined the white Sox roster and we all blinked at it and he's still here um same with brian shaw uh and looking at nick nestrini's numbers the only thing in Every minor league goes through this. He hasn't come close to the innings load that you would expect from a fifth starter. I think to this point, I don't check what he did today. He's pitched 116 innings at maximum in the minor leagues and in a season. So you need at minimum, what, 140, 150 from your fifth starter, something like that. But does it does it lend itself to one of those creative things where it's like, right. hey, we can start Nick Nostrini at the beginning of the year, and if we get to uh, August, he's done, he's done kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. I, but I, may, I mean, maybe, who knows? Or maybe they say we're going to do him, he's going to throw every five days for two months, and then it's going to be every ten days, and then you, we'll see what we can do at the end of the season. They've got ways of doing this. Um, I guess it, dep- it all depends on how impressive he is to them over the offseason and, and come the spring. Well, it's weird, too, because, I mean, I don't know how much, uh, uh, you know, say Brian Bannister will have um, in this rotation, but, I mean, this is a team that does rely on their bullpen and isn't afraid to have a true opener like the the Giants, and, and we've seen that. So, like, this isn't a team that has a, a normal rotation with a guy that you're going to hand it to every single day. Like, Logan Webb is their guy and has been their guy since uh, 2021, and he's made 26 starts in 2021, uh, 32 in 2022 and 2023. But outside of that, I mean, they haven't had 10 guy or 11 guys start more than 20 games in wow. the past three years. Oof. So like it, it's recipe for good. Uh, the three guys that have made starts since 2021, 20 or more Cueto, Alex Wood twice, Logan Webb three times, Alex Cobb twice, Rodon once, D. Scalfani and Kevin Gosman. So, like, I mean, it is good because 
they know pitching. Yeah. Or at least Brian Bannister hopefully knows pitching. So, like, hopefully if you're going to get 116 innings out of Nostrini, they're quality 116 innings out of Nostrini. So, like, that's the one thing with the White Sox is I think that at least in 2024, they'll be a little bit more creative with pitching. And, and maybe that's how Nostrini gets in because he has four pitches. I mean, if you can give us three innings for, you know, 32 times, maybe the White Sox will take that rather than, you know, 18 outings of six innings. Um, then they got to get a lot more pitchers then. Well, yeah. A lot but that's more. fine. I mean, again, I mean, they, they found their Tukies. They found their Jesse Schultons. <laughs> they found their Brian Shaws. But like, I mean, the, sign know, the cheap guys and, and figure out, like, what – find the guys with one really great pitch in all rea- from there. In all reality, Jesse Schultons and Tukey Toussaint, their ideal role on a, on a good team is guys who can come in and make a few starts for you when needed, right? Yes. And so, uh, you know, assuming then that the results are good, which they have been mad for both those guys this year. But – Rather than give one or both of those guys a you're going to start 30 games role next year, wouldn't you like or wouldn't it be better to say, hey, we've got this kid who we're really excited about, but we're not going to we're not going to, you know, force it with him. Why don't you guys stick around, hang around and make some spot starts, make 10 or so each. And then, you know, that helps us get this guy into the major leagues the way we want to. And then we can hit the gas with 30 starts for him in 25. Do you tell those guys that now? I mean, I know Jesse Schultons is signed and he's just, this is just his rookie year. So he'll be pretty much back next year. I think Tukey is a, off season, a free agent this offseason. So do you like, hey, Jesse, you're mostly going to be a bullpen guy with spot starts in there. We're not necessarily going to be depending you to be given a starts every fifth game. So why would you want to be told he's competing for us? I mean, because he can compete, but we want you to be more in the bullpen role. Then I would, I would, if I was Chris Getz, I'll be blatantly honest with him, especially because he's already on the team, and just say this is what we in plan, this is what we envision. If you feel that that is unfair, cool. Didn't prove us wrong, type of stuff. But this is your role. You're a, you're a bullpen guy with spot start possibilities. We're not going to be depending on you to be a every fifth day guy. And that's how your off season goes. Like I mean, you yeah. need to be that. That's your off season. There's nothing wrong with telling a guy to show up to camp to be ready for anything. Yeah. But at the same time, Jesse Schultons, if he's the best pitcher in camp, give him the job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that I think that's the kind of camp that certainly Pedro and 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 Chris both want to see. And so. I, th- you should be telling all your guys prepare to be versatile because and and, and a player should want to do that because that's the way you get a job. There's not a lot of pitchers who are out there who are going to be who are going to at the end of camp be said, "Well, we we don't got a rotation spot for you, but we'd like you to pitch out of the bullpen." And they're like, "Nah, I'll go back to AAA and wait till someone gets <laughs> well, hurt." Like that's just not I mean, how it works. Urania did that, and I mean maybe Urania and Tuki are in more of a spot where it's like, "No, I'm a starter, and I know that I but can give veterans. teams." Right. Well, yeah. that, that's what I'm saying. Like, Schultons, yeah. this is the first time that any team has given him a chance to actually start. Right. So, like, I, I do wonder that, you know, if the White Sox were to be like, hey, we want you to be more flexible if he does give them that leniency because, again, they believed in him enough in 2023. So, like, no, I, I was just saying that Schultons might be more of a guy that would be willing to be, you know, more flexible compared to sure. the, if, if the there other are, guys. There are, listen, there are definitely guys who sign a, a minor league deal in spring training with the intent on competing for a rotation spot. And if they don't get it, they go back to free agency. That happens all the time, Mm -hmm. and that's fine. But I think when we're talking about when it's someone who's on your roster that you can establish an offseason plan for that might not have a spot on your big league roster next year, the idea should be when you're a young guy like that is, I want to get on this team any way I can. And if the door closes in the rotation, there might be a door open in the bullpen. And and I don't think anybody is going – I don't think – Jesse or anybody else in that similar role in that similar stage in their career would be like, no, I'm going to prepare for one thing. Versatility be damned. I think that I think versatility, if you can have it, is always something that teams want to see. And the thing is, too, the White Sox, as we've pointed out, that they have a bunch of spots open, not only in the starting rotation, but in the bullpen. So you can leave a couple spots open and do what we always uh, claim the White Sox should be doing, which just have your own guys built up instead of going out and spending big time free agent money on relievers, have some of your own guys develop as relievers. And if Jesse Schultons or Tuki Toussaint turn into that, so be it, but don't go out and go and give a big time contract, eight, $9 million to a reliever. When you have people in your bullpen, that can do just as good of a job as uh, the guys that you would sign. I mean, yeah. and here's the thing, Jesse Schultons was not a part of the rotation this year, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He's, he's made 11 starts. 
right? Yeah. He's made 11 starts. I don't think anybody it, that we were sitting here being like, well, Jesse Shulton's penciled in for 11 starts. It just goes to show you that's how baseball works. And if he doesn't make the opening day roster, they're still going to need him to make 10 starts. Or maybe not 10, but if things go well. But they're still going to need to make have him make starts. And so you got to be ready. You got to be ready to do anything. And I think smart players, that's the way they treat the offseason. Smart teams, that's the way they tell their players to treat the offseason too. Hey, hey, I'm just saying, maybe, maybe I, I could see it. In 2024, maybe not the first five games, but maybe a June game opened by Brian Shaw, tailed by Jesse Schulten. It's going to require them this, to re-sign Je- I'm about to say, Brian you still Shaw. got Brian Shaw on the team? Of course. Ugh. This is the best his stuff has ever felt. I don't know. If, Pedro he, loves him. He's not going to break the bank, but he's going to still make veteran minimum. What is that, $2 million? Still more than a... You scoff, it adds up. Still what more than a rookie like Jesse Schulten is going to make. they got like 15 guys they got to go sign, Sean. Yeah. Come on. You're scoffing over there. So if they sign 15 veterans at the minimum, <laughs> they're spending $30 million? No, I'm saying like if they go out and get the players that you actually want them to go get... It's going to eat up the budget They're, quick. They won't. You know who's a lot. I, 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 you know who's a lot. You know who's a lot cheaper than Brian Shaw? Sammy Peralta. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> Sammy Peraltas of the world. Put your bullpen with a bunch of Sammy Peraltas. Yeah. I know that I can bitch, moan, and bemoan what I want and who I want them to sign. And I know that I'm just going to get a heaping, steaming plate of Andrew Benatendi and Mike Clevenger. I can say I want all of these guys that aren't Andrew Benatendi, and I will still get Andrew Benatendi. Well, he's signed so, for four more years, so you're I, getting I him. No, yeah. I know, I know. And I know we're, I'm painfully we're, aware. We're going to be doing an offseason show on who we want, but I'm going to ask for Jordan Montgomery, and I know I'm not going to get even that low of a, a, a target of Jordan Montgomery. Look at Drew Smiley. Oh, God. That's this terrible. soggy arm. Ugh. He's going to do what Drew Smiley does. Suck. Four, high four ERA and suck. High and four. High four. Pushing six on the White Sox. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're good, tanked. Good, good point. Good point. Well, as a great segue into check one last thing off of the to-do list here, Sean, I'm going to say, you know who will be back in the rotation next year? Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease was great yesterday. That's so, true. Uh, I, I feel like we touched on it a little bit, but six yeah, innings, uh, yeah. 11 strikeouts. If you want to flash the, the, the stuff results, it was we seven innings. here on this. Was yeah. it seven innings? Yeah. I thought I read a piece that said six. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Uh, 55 pitches, uh, sorry, 108 pitches for Cease on Saturday, 55 of them forcing fastballs, 34 of them sliders, uh, 18 knuckle curves, and sprinkled in a changeup uh, at 74.7 miles per hour because why not? Um, and again, what we've been seeing with cease is the spin and velocity have stayed consistent and true 100 pitches mostly every start and although they haven't been pretty his actual stuff velocity isn't declining and that's incredible to see this is his third straight season with 200 uh, plus k's right Mm -hmm. um and it is just great to see that he does have that ace potential that he flashed in 2022 shout out to the size c shirt uh, at chgolocker.com you could still get one. You could still get one. But also, I mean, that's just consistent 30-plus starts for three straight years for Dylan Cease. That is the big, the, the best avail- or the best ability is availability, and Dylan Cease has proven that. Um, if you want to flash the results here, though, Stephen, um, again, nothing, uh, y- you know, uh, uh, groundbreaking on how he did it. Uh, but it's great to see the fastball kind of come back alive, uh, to life Oof. because uh, last – Last week, it wasn't like this. Uh, 12 called strikes for him on that pitch, 14 whiffs on 33 swings. Um, it has been seen. I don't know. I was watching the Red Sox take on the Astros on a plane back in August, and apparently the Astros only throw Rafael Devers fastballs. Um, so I guess maybe you know, all of those whiffs are just from Rafael Devers alone. Um, but Cease was extremely effective, 38% called strike plus whiff percentage. This is one of his best starts. Uh, it's not shocking that that Cy Young candidate is still – in there, but it's just good to be reminded of and at least see, again, that ball go into the hoop because he was going to be on the 2024 team uh, and he was going to be the number one pitcher <laughs> regardless of who they go out and sign unless they break the bank for Blake Snell. Uh, but again, it, it's good to see a victory, especially for Dylan, because it has been a pretty rough 2023. Exactly. And for himself to feel good about his one of his last starts, I think he'll make a start on Friday versus the Padres to end off his season. But you said it, like posting is very vital. Even though this is a subpar year for Dylan Cease, 
posting that many starts. Every time, every fifth day, you get a start from Dylan Cease. And 200 strikeouts, Not very, very few people do that in major leagues. I don't know how many have done it in White Sox history, but also very few have done it three years in a row where you're striking out 200 or men, more men. Uh, each season so yeah I'm looking forward to his offseason I'm looking forward to him and Brian Bannister and uh, Ethan Katz working with him to take him from the step of 2022 and just erase 2023 not necessarily the whole thing just the results of the season and going from 2022 and making that Cy Young guy whole again and making that a reality because you can be a bad team but have a top of the rotation guy and we thought we had that at the beginning of this year Dylan Cease has regressed a little bit but I think he's still in there and, hey, I know, like you said, Herb, he'll have one more. But if I'm not mistaken, thinking back through all the starts Dylan's made this year, two best starts of the year, first one and the last one until the next last one. But, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sandwich between uh, 28 A bunch of tough other ones. Stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this looked like the guy who shut down the Astros on opening night. Absolutely. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to watch his 2024. He's, he's still very, very young. He's got a lot to prove. Um I don't have you know nearly the amount of concerns that I have with Michael Kopech, so uh, that's that's a win for Dylan Cease. Uh, that's going to do it for the CHGO White Sox podcast. We'll probably talk about it more tomorrow on our off day show. We'll be off tomorrow. We'll have uh, post game shows for you um, Tuesday through Thursday. Uh, we won't be off. The White Sox will be off. The White Sox, will yeah, be off, right? we'll be we'll here. Have a, We'll have a show for you, um, even though it will be a White Sox off day. That's Vinny Duber. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer, as Herb said. 5 o'clock tomorrow. You can follow him at Ecknerwall23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. Thank you to Steven Nicholas for producing the show. Thank you to everyone for hanging out with us and hit the thumbs up button on your way out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.